Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. Oh, well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you just love it when it's that time again? We're live on a Tuesday night on the Snake Sports Talk Show. We're live all over in the 702 Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. And, of course, you can also follow me on Instagram. We are live and ready to roll, folks. NBA season. Happy NBA season, everybody. We are finally here. The wait has been long enough. I have been very excited of what this new season is going to bring. I'll explain a little bit more about that. And I've got my official top 10 teams walking into this new season. Fabulous day and night here for all of you guys, wherever you may be and however you may be watching and listening. I'm glad that all of you guys could be here with me tonight. But my goodness, we've got everything rolling. Post postseason baseball is right now underway. In fact, my pops is actually live in Los Angeles, uh, watching the Dodgers and the Braves NLCS series. Atlanta's up two to nothing. Red Sox ended up winning yesterday, and they take the lead at two to one against the Houston Astros. Um, NBA season's right there, started around the corner. NHL season is right up over there. The only thing that's going to make it better is. Sports right there on Thursday. Thursday is going to be completely jam-packed. So I, for one, am very excited for what this new season is going to bring. But before I end up breaking down what the NBA season is going to be, first of all, I want to talk about last night's game, okay? So (laughs) isn't it just great that when you know you have a superstar in the building that people just cannot, um, people can't fool, people cannot, you know, overlap, let alone outperform. Isn't it just great that there's a lot of respect in the room when it comes to players like this, let alone even employees or if it's CEOs or managers or owners, I mean, you can't even step up over their feet. But let me just tell you what I saw last night between the Bills and the Titans, first and foremost. I've been saying this for the past two years. Derrick Henry, let's put a statement on this right here, right now. I think Derrick Henry, and we've been saying this on the Spotlight Sports Network, he is the best running back in the league right now. The last two seasons, have been unbelievable for Derrick Henry. Unstoppable. Anytime he's coming at you, it's like you're you're getting hit by a freight train. Nobody is going to contain him. Nobody is going to be able to stop his speed. He's just unbelievable. Listen, out of all the running backs in this league, I'm not going to downgrade them because I do think they're dynamic in every position possible. They all have a special trait. Christian McCaffrey, he is a great pass-catching running back, is a guy that can also give you yards on the ground, but lately he's been injured. He's missed a bunch of games. Dalvin Cook, mind you, I spoke about Dalvin Cook in my, in, in my show. I thought it was a risk for Minnesota to give him top-dollar money. And the reason I said that is because, think of the state of injuries that he's had over the the last couple of years. He missed an entire rookie season 
due to a torn ACL and then has missed a few games here and there. The only most games he's played is 13 games in a season. That's the most he's played. Since then, he has not played more than that. I cannot take away... I can't take away the fact that he still is a really good dynamic running back, but he's not the best in this league right now. Ezekiel Elliott, he's starting to get slower and sluggish. That Tony Pollard has to get more majority of carries because he's explosive, he's fast, but Zeke is scoring touchdowns. That's the only thing he is very valuable uh, for. He could score you touchdowns within the, the red zone. Austin Eckler, who's a really good pass-catching running back, is also another guy that's going to give you really good yardage. But even he's missed a bunch of games. Look back into Derrick Henry's numbers. Because you talk about a guy with 2,000 rushing yards in a season. And a guy who's scored multiple times. There is no one better in this league than Derrick Henry himself. Every single, de- every single defense in this league cannot contain him. The only team that was successful at it last season in the playoffs was the Baltimore Ravens. That's it. So what? But all throughout this season, Derrick Henry's been electrifying. What is Tennessee's woes? They've lost a couple of offensive linemen, yet still are providing open holes for Derrick Henry to run through. The defense at times can be suspect. They did, in fact, get themselves a pass rusher, which was one of their needs. But now the secondary is kind of suspect. Not exactly looking the same. But the offense is still good enough to put up 25-plus points. But Derrick Henry is the modern-day Earl Campbell. What do both these players have in common? Let me let me start with Earl Campbell. If you ever watched rerun tapes of Earl Campbell, the guy was strong. He was built. He was big. What's different about him? He did not have the explosive running speed as Derrick Henry does, but that didn't matter because he's bulldozing uh, uh, he's bulldozing against defensive lines. That's kind of the same that Derrick Henry's doing himself only on the exception of this, Derrick Henry's got better speed. And Earl Campbell was a type of guy that he scored a ton, but he was also a guy that, if, if let me just be honest, if you put Earl Campbell in a, in a tough offensive line, like let's be honest, let's say if you put him in front of the, the Rams offensive line right now, Earl Campbell, you can't even stop him. You can't even touch him. You can't even stop him from bulldozing through that defensive line. The, I mean, it's like he's carrying the defense all by himself. Derrick Henry is in this type of class, but he's exceeded the expectations that Earl Campbell has. That's why I think if you look at all these running backs from top to bottom, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Every single one of these running backs in this league right now. Hell, I could say in the next couple of years, you're going to expect Jonathan Taylor to climb up this list because 
I do believe he's a really good running back. He's built for power. I mean, he's a strong kid. You talk about uh, a college in Wisconsin that there's tough kids in that state. I mean, it's cold. You got to toughen up. You got to be built. That's what Jonathan Taylor is. But he's not close to that list yet. But Derrick Henry, I believe, owns the league in that position alone. He's built for speed. He's built for power. He's a guy that's very elusive and is someone that is a complete juggernaut to this Tennessee Titans team. It used to be like that years ago when you relied on a running back. You don't anymore because it's a quarterback wide receiver league. Running backs only get some of the love, but not all of it like they used to. I mean, I grew up watching LaDainian Tomlinson rushing for 31 touchdowns in a single season. The most unbelievable record. And I've even grown up watching Priest Holmes. I grew up watching Brian Westbrook. The list itself is long. But right now, Derrick Henry in this league, you can't stop him. You can't even contain him. I do think he's one of the best running backs in this league right now. That's why the Bills went for it on fourth down because like all these dynamic stars in this league, you do not want them to go back out on the field. You don't want Derrick Henry back out on the field bulldozing through your line. You don't want Patrick Mahomes being out there showing off that arm and Tyreek Hill's wide open and there's a score for Kansas City. It's way too easy. Justin Herbert, uh, Kyler Murray. Like, think about it, folks. There are dynamic stars in this this NFL league that could completely make it look easy. And that's where you have to be aggressive as a coach and as a staff. You have to be. I thought Buffalo, they were not in the wrong. Even though they lost this game, Derrick Henry was the reason it prevented them from even winning the game in the first place. Unbelievable. I mean, I I love Derrick Henry. I think the kid is very dynamic, a modern-day Earl Campbell, if not even better. But that's going to be a guy, you better crown him as one of the best running backs in this league right now. Last two seasons have been unbelievable, and he has not even stopped yet. I don't even think anybody can stop him. All right, um, since the NBA season starting tonight, we got a couple of really good games. Lakers are Lakers are playing. Milwaukee and Brooklyn are playing. So there's two games tonight. But there's a lot of stories in the NBA. Because all throughout it, what this is trying to prove. By the way, 75 years of this league. 75. It's funny because you you watch a lot of, you know, semi-pro leagues, you watch a lot of NBA, you watch basketball in general. 75 years have been great years. I loved watching rerun tapes of the, LA Lake, of the LA Lakers with the late Kobe Bryant and Shaq. That's what I grew up upon as a kid. This season is chock full of stories this year because Golden State is proving they need to get healthy, especially Klay Thompson. Milwaukee proved to you they were capable of winning a championship with Giannis, with Chris Middleton, and the rest of this de- and the rest of this 
defensive-minded team. The Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, James Harden, they want to get over the stretch and over the hump in the East. They do. That's their focal point. Regardless if they have Kyrie or not. The Sixers, what the hell is going on with this Ben Simmons crap? Because already now, he's being suspended for one game, obviously with his actions, where he was kicked out of practice. I mean, the Sixers, they are just trying to do whatever it takes to get Ben Simmons the hell out of town in Philadelphia and, and, be, a better, and be a better franchise, be a better team. I do think they can be. Because Joel Embiid has completely blown away expectations. And he looks like the valuable piece the Sixers group has. Now they just have to build upon reliable players that want to win a championship. And the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, Clint Capella, and a lot of young kids, they're on the stepping stones of potentially being something. Luka Doncic, I feel like is going to win MVP this year. I really do think that the Dallas Mavericks at some point need to give him a star. They need to give him a co-star. Chris Tapps, Brzingis is not your answer. And you don't want to be wasting time with what Luka's doing right now. So this NBA season, the way that I see it from top to bottom, we know that there's been a lot of backlashes with as far as the vaccines and COVID-19 protocols. We know that. But it's it's going to be a, a lot of interesting stuff. I do expect that this NBA season, because it's going to be a full one, that we're going to see a lot of truths from a lot of teams. It broke out the second the duos came back. It was no longer about super teams, even though they do emerge, but they do not last long. So instead you are relying on duos as your power team. That's what you're doing. But a lot of this has to be who wants it more, the teams that have the capable shooters, the ones that are going to give you the important rebounds and defense. Milwaukee's got the defense. At times, when healthy, Golden State can be the team that's got the shooters. Phoenix had a couple of shooters. There are a bunch of teams that do. I mean, Utah, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley, they, that, that, was a, that was a best match, but the only thing they, they lacked on the most was defense at the wing. That's what slowed them down. So I, I like what this NBA season's going to be. 75 years, what a celebration. And what better way than you got the defending champs playing Brooklyn and then you've got the L.A. Lakers because it's classic Los Angeles. LeBron's got to be on television on opening night. It never fails. So welcome to the new NBA season, folks, because I do think this is going to be very interesting and we're officially on a full season stretch. So you don't want to end up missing or skipping a beat. Coming up next... um. There are a lot of things that I do want to end up breaking down, but we will not have a hot press in this episode because with the new NBA season, with the new NBA season underway, I figured I took it upon myself to um 
to basically break down ten the top ten teams walking into this year. I think it's I I do think it's respected. So let's see exactly what we can what we may expose for this top ten list. I can't wait for it. I think this will be fun. But this is what I'm looking at and what I'm seeing from the longevity standpoint during the season and how they're going to favor out. And then my best for last, I will also name out a couple teams that are either going to be playoffs or or they're going to be contenders or pretenders. And we will break that all down coming up next. Guys, I am so excited for this NBA season to start up because we have NFL that's currently going on. We've got NHL that's currently going on. MLB is close to closing up, but we still got time with it. So sports extravaganza is my most exciting time of year. And why is that? Because there's one specific app that you could sign up for for free play the free games and get paid playing all the free games because it's jam packed folks. I can't explain it any better. You want more info? You want more news about it? Because the app I'm about to tell you is super draft pro sign up like a pro draft your players and have fun like a pro and share the app with your friends, your family, your coworkers, like a pro and get paid like a pro playing free games. It's a lot of fun. It's it, it like I said, I, I am super excited about it. I can't even begin to, to really describe it in words. You have to find out for yourself. Message me on more info of what you need to know about superdraftpro.com. Go online, superdraftpro.com, or download it on your mobile device through Google Play and the App Store. And there are two sections. You have the fantasy and the sports book. Sign up today. Play for free. Have fun with your friends and family during um, during the games and get them involved as well because this is what it's all about. It's more than an app. It's bringing the community together after big-time lost times. So it's time to reconnect. It's time to rekindle. So this is the exactly the app to do it. Superdraftpro.com. That is superdraftpro.com.
So, as you can see, up onto the comments, you want to become a member of the Spotlight Sports Network? Well, apply your applications today. Go on to SpotlightSportsNetwork.com and you can be able to apply for your application with the snap with the, and join the team of the Spotlight Sports Network. Also, too, you guys love the show. You guys also love the network and want to rep and support the network more and more. Well, we've got merchandises, hoodies, hats, T-shirts, and so much more on the SpotlightSportsNetwork.com under the merchandise section, powered by Spreadshirt. Uh, this is going to be such a fun NBA season, honestly. Um, but I am, in fact, taking the time to... I am basically taking the time... You know, just to, just a bit, just to basically, um, just breaking them all down, seeing exactly what you guys think from here, because I I truly do think there is, I truly think there is a lot more to what this season's going to bring us than what people think. Lots of teams are there. There's a couple of really good teams that I do think are. Well, what's going on, Spotlight Raiders talk? There we go. Darian Hopkins of the Spotlight Raiders talk. If those of you guys who are diehard Raiders fans, and of course, you guys love the 76ers because we know that they're excited for Philadelphia. So you guys do not want to end up missing that on the Spotlight Raiders talk. So much on everything Raiders news, highlights, and more. 
when you go and subscribe and hit the bell button. Of course, Coach Dante. So, guys, you are going to be excited as we are going to be breaking down the top 10 NBA teams of 2021 and 2022. So, we're going to be kicking it into high gear. Let's make it happen, folks. Rank them up. It's the top 10 NBA teams of 21-22 season, according to Jake. Number 10. All right, so number 10, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's be honest here. Okay, outside of the Ben Simmons crap that they're dealing with, with obviously the suspension of Ben Simmons for one game, not to mention, you know, all of this, all this stuff about, you know, the con the conducts and whatnot. This has been bad for Philadelphia, but regardless of that, they do have real good shooters. Um, there has been some reports of Shake Milton with as far as the injuries go, but I do think they're gonna cross that line where they are gonna be a playoff team. Joel Embiid completely blown away with expectations. I do think they're gonna he's gonna lead by example of how this franchise is going to work through regardless of the Ben Simmons situation. There's just so much that's happening right now. But I do think they're going to clear out all this noise, and I do think they're going to be a better team moving forward. Because, again, it, it, it's down the stretch stuff. This is why that I say when it comes to top 10s, it's going to be what I see throughout the rest of the season. So Philadelphia, number 10. Number nine. Okay, let's be honest, guys. I put the Los Angeles Lakers at number nine. Now, before I get pushed back and before I get all this crap and stuff thinking, you're low balling the Lakers, Jake. Okay, first of all, did you not see what the offseason gave us for the Lakers? Even though they got a bunch of star names, Rajon Rondo, Carmelo Anthony, uh, DeAndre Jordan, what do they not have? They do not have young stability. They don't. They got rid of all of them. Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso. The only thing that they're they're dealing with now is they brought back Avery Bradley, but he's not enough. Come on, guys. I truly think that the Los Angeles Lakers, they're they're an old senior home. Even because I'm telling you, there are gonna be injuries involved outside of LeBron James that you, you get all these pieces hurt, that's going to be a team that's going to be walking on thin ice just to get into the playoffs. Even though I think, let's just say this, knock on wood, if the Lakers stay healthy for the rest of the season, I'll be appalled, and they make it into the playoffs. So that's where I have the Lakers at number nine. Number eight, the Miami Heat. Um, Okay, before people kind of, get on me on this um first of all i do think the miami heat are a really good team but let's just say what happened in that like close to the end of the season and going into the playoffs first of all they got shut out in the playoffs they didn't even make it through tyler hero i know is the stop is the story and he's the talk right now of what the miami heat are going to be looking like down the stretch i know what i'm getting out of jimmy butler and what I'm getting out of Bam Adebayo, that's a team that they're looking back into what last season gave them. They want to be better. They want to come in with full force 
They want to refresh what they had last year. So I do think the Miami Heat are a playoff team in the East. There's no question about that. But as far as what they're going to look like going into the postseason, that's going to be another question that's left to be answered. So I do think the Heat may be a pretty tough team moving forward. But let's just see how long that fire lasts for them, no pun intended. Number seven. All right, people are going to be surprised but the Dallas Mavericks. Um, first of all, I'm not looking at what the beginning of the season is going to give for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm looking at down the stretch. Luka Doncic, I have a, a strong feeling he's going to win the MVP this year. Uh, this is a kid that just blows us all away night in and night out. And a guy that you're going to get important points and you're going to get important, um, important assists and really opening up the floor for everybody on the Dallas Mavericks. This is why that I kept saying he, he needs a star. He needs a star right now. You can't you can't tussle with this whole thing. If Luka doesn't have a star by now, he's going to be missing out on getting past the Clippers, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Nuggets. He wants to get in there into the Western Conference Final. But let's see what the... the I, I think if, if the Mavericks are smart enough I really do think that if the Mavericks are smart during the trade deadline and getting a superstar, maybe that might help. Well, wait a minute, Kervin. Wait a minute before you before you say over Trey Young. Hold on a second, because you're reading my mind right now. Number six, Phoenix Suns. Um, look, first of all, that was a great run that they put up. The reason I have them put down at number six is because there were some talks about the contract extensions with DeAndre Aiden, which could bring a little bit of pushback, but they do have everybody back. Um, I think they're only missing maybe one or two pieces here and there, but they brought Chris Paul back. They brought, you know, you've got Devin Booker going into another season where I do think he's learning a lot from what last year's playoff run was giving them. So, I have them sitting comfortably right now at number six, but I do think they are going to make it back into the playoffs. No question. But I do think this young core needs to learn from what they had last year and build momentum through that. That was a great experience that they got into the finals, losing it, unfortunately, to the Milwaukee Bucks. But I do think it's a lot better. Number five. Uh, you know what's interesting that I have this team right now at number five is the Atlanta Hawks. Before you give me pushback, Trey Young was actually very, very impactful for this Atlanta Hawks run to the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Clint Capella was really clicking at the right time. Uh, by the way, they do have some important pieces. Lou Williams, he's going to give you at least 20 points, if not more, off the bench. And he's going to be a, a, a complete X factor for this roster. Um, Trey Young, I do think, is like Luka at this point. But the difference is, you know what's the difference with Luka and Trey Young? Is Trey has a capable center. Okay? Luka does not. Even though Chris, Chris Tapps Porzingis is a really good player, he's so passed right now with his health. It's not good. So, before people kind of get on this case of, why is the Atlanta Hawks this high? It's a young team that's building off of an Eastern Conference appearance. They're learning a little bit more, but I do think Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, 
And of course, Cam Reddish. They're going to be pretty good X-Factors moving forward. Number four. All right, Denver's going to be walking in healthy. And I mean healthy. Jamal Murray, they know they missed him all last season, even into the playoffs. Uh, but Nikola Jokic winning the MVP is clearly one of the best passing centers I've ever seen in my lifetime. And a kid that I do think is going to overlap a lot of these obstacles that the Nuggets were going through. Um, it's a lot better. It, it's a lot better with this roster so far that I'm seeing this year. So maybe it might speak for itself, but the Denver Nuggets are going to make the playoffs again this year. But the question is, can Jamal Murray stay healthy? Can the rest of the roster with Will Barton, um, and mind you, Michael Porter Jr. ended up getting a big payday, so that's going to be a big deal. And can the rest of the bench really make things happen for Denver moving forward? But I have them up at number four. Number three, uh, the Utah Jazz. Uh, listen, don't don't be surprised, first of all, because the Utah Jazz throughout a stretch were a really, really good Western Conference team for a majority of their run. Um, they were holding up the number one seed for a long period of time. Everybody was clicking at the right time. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley really do work. The only thing that Utah I need to see is I need defense on the wing. That's the only thing they're lacking right now. But this is still a really good basketball team. I do think there's a lot really put into play when you think of the Jazz. They just need to get over their first round woes. They every time when I watch them, they're not getting past it. So hopefully this will be a different written story for the Jazz moving forward uh, to the new season. Number two, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I, I do think that even without Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets are a really, really good basketball team. I do like a lot of their starting guys. The bench needs a little bit more help. This is why that I thought if the Brooklyn Nets were going to trade away Kyrie Irving, I would have got more bench pieces because you have Kevin Durant and you do have um, James Harden. What more do you really need with Kyrie? I don't even think they need Kyrie. So out of all of this stuff, from what we've seen out of Kyrie Irving before this season even starts, I just say they need to bolster up that bench. I think maybe trade deadline this year, you're going to see the Brooklyn Nets get better and better on their bench. So something to really address with this with this group. But Kevin Durant and James Harden is going to be the talk of this Brooklyn team throughout maybe 75% of this season. And let's just see what the remaining 25% has in store making it into the playoffs. Number one. Come on, we gotta give we gotta give the crown to the Milwaukee Bucks. They're the number one team right now because of the fact of they're coming off of a championship. Giannis is a really, really good player. Now, we did get reports that Drew Holiday is going to be out tonight, but you have to think about what Mike Bud what Mike Budenholzer has done with this group. They've become defensive. They become completely lethal. And it's safe to say that I, I and all of us question whether or not if, if Milwaukee was really going to get past that hurdle. I wasn't sure. 
I was really, really not sure how they were going to do it. But last year gave us that. They got through every single hurdle that was thrown at them. They proved they were the better team, knowing you were facing against a young Phoenix Suns team that was only getting the learning curve of what it means to be in the finals. But I still thought that was a great performance with Giannis, so I do give them their crown uh, for this season. All right, so that's what I have right there. I think it's very interesting. I'm sure a lot of people may give me more and more comments, but hey, I still think this is a decent lineup. Now, a lot of people are like, the Sixers at number 10? Really? Well, outside of the Ben Simmons crap that a lot of... that I Look, I get tired of talking about it for months and months on end. I'm sure a lot of people do too. But you have to admit, Seth Curry is not your problem. Joel Embiid is willing to learn by... is willing to lead by example. Now, the only thing is that Doc Rivers has to be in the right mindset after all this stuff. So you can't afford to have all of these, you know, these complications, all these problems. But I think outside of that, the Sixers can prove that they are a team that can make it into the playoffs. Lakers at nine, as I said, they just look like a senior home. I'd be appalled if the rest of the of this roster, um, it, it, I'd be very, 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 very surprised if that ever happened, what's going on, Travis? Hey, I'm very, I'm very happy that you caught one of my lives, man. Thank you. I appreciate you jumping on by. We're just recapping the, the top 10 NBA teams walking into this season, at least according to my opinion, but Sixers, Lakers, Heat, Mavericks, Suns, Hawks, Nuggets, Jazz, Nets, and the Bucks. Now, why did I leave the Clippers out? Well, first of all, they got rid of a lot of different pieces. I mean, there's no longer Pat Beverly. There's no longer at least a couple of those tough guys that the Clippers had. So what is the Clippers' identity? Because, <laughs> first of all, Kawhi Leonard, like, he's not a guy that likes to speak. Uh, Paul George, I thought, did very well by the tail end of the season. But the rest of this group, they're, they're only a second-round team. I do think the Clippers can make it into the playoffs, but it's not going to be as easy as people thought. Uh, Golden State, I didn't have them in this list because, first of all, I got to see everybody healthy. I can't just jump into conclusions. That's not what this list is all about. Boston, why they got snubbed out of this, out of this list is because they were atrocious to the tail end of the season. They were absolutely atrocious. Nobody was clicking. There was no sync. And uh, J- uh, Jason Tatum was all over the place. Not to mention Jalen Brown was hurt. So even though I do think that's a team that can climb up, I mean, let's be honest. Boston right now is my number 13 team. Okay. I'll just keep it at that. They're the 13th team in, the, in my list. But the Clippers are right up there. Golden State is right up there. And by the way, a team that might shock you, but I'm going to have it later on on the tail end of this of this show, is the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls had a really, really good offseason. Very, very good. I think that's a team that could be the talk in the East that lots of people, you'd be very surprised. Be very surprised of how this season will carry on. And I, like I said, it's not a perfect list, but I do think all these teams 
are tough enough that they can make it into the playoffs. Some of them, you're hoping for lightning in the bottle, you know, to strike for them. But I do think that these are contending teams, but only one of them, the Lakers, is a question mark. Sixers kind of have a question mark. Uh, Miami, they're a playoff team, but how good of a playoff team could they really be? I mean, let's be honest. In the tail end of the season for Miami was not that great. They got shut out by my, by Milwaukee in the playoffs, so it really was not that great for them. So, all right, so coming up next, I'm going to have my best for last, which is basically I'm going to name off at least a couple of teams, and are they contenders or are they potential pretenders? You do not want to end up missing that here on the, on the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Spotlight Sports Network. So, like I said, for everybody getting geared up, as we're getting closer and closer into the cold season of winter, we've got hoodies, we've got hats, we've probably we've probably have some beanies up in there. We'll have to check, but we got you covered on a lot of great stuff on the Spotlight Sports Network website. Just go online, spotlightsportsnetwork.com, or into the merchandise section on the top tab, powered by Spreadshirt. That is the company we go through for every single one of your merchandise needs, even coffee mugs. Even, um, you know, water bottles and phone accessories. We have so much more of that. Get geared up. Rep for your favorite show. Rep for the network as a whole. We'd love to see what your guys' pictures are. Definitely submit them. Submit your pictures in because we want to showcase them for our merchandises on all of the social media platforms. So definitely get them in. SpotlightSportsNetwork.com. Merchandise section powered by Spreadshirt.
All righty, folks. Well, first and foremost, I really do appreciate you guys jumping on by here tonight on the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Spotlight Sports Network. It's been a lot of fun. And man, we can't even wait for the NBA season to kick off. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really am enjoying. And there's like, I like where a lot of these storylines are really going because. Like I said, there's a lot on the line for some of these teams, but the NBA season, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. And 75 years, folks, there's nothing better than just celebrating 75 years of just basketball in general. There have been a lot of stories, and I'm sure for a lot of people, especially hardcore gamers that love love basketball and love video games, I mean, 2Ks, Everyone, I'm telling you, every one of my colleagues gets super excited when 2Ks, New Year's, every time they come out, they're like, I got to get this new 2K. It's a lot better, a lot more, b- bigger graphics, and not to mention ranking all of these players. So my best for last is going to be very special. So we're, I am basically going to be naming off a bunch of teams, whether or not, if they are a contender or pretender, this NBA season. So, uh, Travis, um, this is actually just a, just a, uh, little bit of a showcase here. Cause I'm a big time Derek Jeter fan. Um, watched him play. He's an absolute, like he, he's one of my favorite icons growing up. Um, but I watched him play when I was six years old. It was my first ever MLB game where I went to Yankee stadium, the old one when I was six. And, uh, but I'm actually an Oakland A's fan, but I love showcasing all of, up all of this stuff because it just kind of makes it more uh, just kind of makes it more professional when it comes to um, just when it just when it comes to doing a podcast doing shows like this so uh, I'm actually a, an Oakland A's uh, fan just to letting you know all right so my best for last and here we go we're going to be naming off at least a couple of teams from here so let's start off with the LA Clippers contender or pretender. I do think the Clippers are a contender because first of all, you're going to, you know what you're going to get out of Kawhi Leonard. That's the first thing when he comes off injury, that's going to be one that's going to leave question marks. What type of Kawhi Leonard we're going to get. But I do think coming off the injury, he's a guy that's going to give you important buckets. He's also going to give you like big time steals He's going to be very impactful for the Clippers, but question is during the playoffs, because they are going to make him, is can they get over those humps and those woes? Clippers were so close, but then eventually it's like the candle burns out for them. So I do think they are contenders. All right, the Chicago Bulls, contenders actually. Did you not pay attention to what the Chicago Bulls did this offseason? DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, they picked up a bunch of really good players. And I am excited for what the Chicago Bulls are going to look like this year. They completely cleaned out their staff. Gar Foreman's no longer there. The front office is no longer joking around. This is a franchise that we haven't seen moves like this since the Jordan era when they won championships. But regardless of it, I mean, you could you could compare groups. I mean, the Bulls, 90s decade, um, 
the Derrick Rose era where there were a bunch of really, really good star players and they were very defensive. But this Chicago Bulls team looks like they're back up on the map. I do think they'll make the playoffs this year. They may be six through eight seed. But regardless of that, there'll be a talk within the East and how they're going to perform with this group. It's going to be very exciting to see. Um, the Boston Celtics. I'm going to say they are contenders. And the only reason of that is can Jason, can Jason Tatum prove that last year was a little bit of a fluke. That's the first thing. Jalen Brown's going to be healthy. Now, Danny Ainge did step off to where Brad Stevens came on in, got promoted into the front office. So they have a new head coach. They've got at least a couple pieces. Can they switch what last year was around? It's going to be very tough. But I, I again, I do like Jason Tatum and I do like Jalen Brown. But outside of that, Marcus Smart is a very, very good bench role player, and he's also somebody that can give you important minutes and can be very good and lethal when it comes to situational basketball. So I think the Celtics are a contender. But I'm telling you, if I see exactly the same performance I got at the tail end of the season, it's not going to look good for them. Okay, the Detroit Pistons, yeah, they're definitely pretenders. First of all, this is a rebuilding franchise. I don't even know really who's all there except for Kate Cunningham. Uh, but I do think Kate Cunningham is going to be a very interesting piece. Number one overall pick. But this Detroit franchise has kind of fallen apart. You know, they, they've picked up a bunch of really, really good star players and then nothing works for them. So they, they get rid of all of them. They acquire draft picks. So I think this is definitely a rebuilding year for them. New Orleans Pelicans, pretenders. Yeah, I'm very... Listen, the New Orleans Pelicans, the way they're kind of running this thing with Zion is not really good. Like, this is... This is this is definitely a year where New Orleans, they just do not have the right assets for Zion to really be impactful. They don't. Because even though that Brandon Ingram, he's a really good player, they lost Lonzo Ball, they lost a couple of pieces. And and what really what really does Zion have like have to play for? Unless if he's building his stardom. Because New Orleans. It's not really a basketball town. It's been more of a football town. They love the Saints. But I don't see this being a team that's going to make it into the playoffs. I'm sorry, but they're not They're not going to end up making it in. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves, they're a complete pretender. Listen, even though D'Angelo Russell... Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. It's a good team, you know, just to really kind of build upon, but there's still not enough pieces. And every year, I can't seem to identify what type of team they are. I can't. Minnesota's been that type of team, though. They, 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 you know, they, they'll get on real good streaks here and there, and then eventually they fall off a cliff. 
and they're not exactly the same team. So I definitely would say pretenders. Golden State Warriors. I'm going to go with slight contenders. Let me just be honest. They have to get healthy, first of all. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, they all got to get healthy. Now, they did get rid of Eric Paschal, and I don't know how this team's going to really favor out with how their bench is set up, and then depending on the health of their superstars, because if Klay gets hurt again, they're missing the playoffs. There's there's not really a, a true stability for them. So I, 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 I think they're slight contenders. I think they may be a seven or eight seed in the West, but it's, it's pretty strong. It's very, very strong. So let's see what happens from here. Uh, the Portland trailblazers, definitely contenders. Now, even though I didn't have them ranked in my list because Dame, as we've said before, needs a superstar because even though I like CJ McCollum, there's times where he has been streaky. Yusuf Nurkic can't even stay on the field with his health. Um, the other issue is anytime they get on stretches during the game, whether it's in, it's usually in the second half, they become a completely different team. I don't know why this is, but they've always been a snake bitten organization. So they cannot afford to have any more injuries. They cannot be inconsistent. They have to play hard for as much as they can at least at the right times when playoff basketball is right around the corner. Even though I do think they are a contending team, not going to come that easy for them. Um, well, Orlando, I truly think, is a, a pretender. Like, look, Orlando's got good pieces, but they traded away Vooch. They are rebuilding. So I don't think that's going to be a team really to make it into the East. New York Knicks. Let's just say that was lightning in a bottle for them. That I think they are pretenders this year. Look, I, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat this for the New York for the New York Knicks. Julius Randle completely got cooked by Trey Young. Even though it was a bittersweet moment for the Knicks to make it in the playoffs last year, if they could get all their pieces like Obi Toppin, um, RJ Barrett, and the rest of them to get going, maybe this could be a Knicks team that could make it in a, again into the East. But remember, the Bulls got better. Um, Washington at times could be spoilers, but you just got you just really got to trust within your group. I, but I, I'm not, I don't think that the Knicks might end up making the playoffs. I think they're going to get hit with reality very, very easily. It's not going to be pretty. So I think is that, yeah, I think that's, I think that's definitely all my list from there. So there were a couple of contenders from here, but they're reasonable. They're very, very reasonable. Um, 
as I said, I just think ultimately it comes down to health for Golden State and for the Lakers. But the rest of them, there's some inconsistencies I have a problem with. There are some that I think some can deal with the head coach that they have. And then some I, I do think are rebuilding teams, period. So I, I don't think it's going to be I, – I, I don't I, – I'm not – I, I, I always get critically critically honest about every single one of these teams that I point out. So I just don't think that some of those teams, when I look at contenders and pretenders, I look at for what are going to be my possibilities throughout the stretch of the season because it's a full slate season. So there are no like shortened seasons where they're going to skip up games, but there are some COVID protocols that are in play. That's one. The other is how's the, how's the health of your team going to be throughout the stretch of it before getting into the playoffs? And then the other part, are you going to be the team with the hot hand or are you guys going to be coming in cold? So I just think you're going to have a lot of really, really good stories through 75 years of this. And um, I think this will be a good thing. I I do think there's going to this is going to be a good thing for the NBA but 75 years though folks it's going to be a lot of fun but I can't I can't wait to see what the rest of the NBA season is going to give us this year. All right guys, thanks for joining me here on the Snake Sports Talk show as we are wrapping things up here. This is Jake the Snake Silva signing off with all of you guys. Have a great day, have a great night, have a great week ahead. Happy NBA tip-off to all of you basketball fans far and wide and internationally as the new season has begun. And we will see you guys very, very soon here on the next episode of the Snake Sports Talk Show. Take care.